Hello and welcome to episode 161 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study for the week today. Uh, we're looking at November 4th to November 10th, Hebrews 1-6, to um, which is focused on Jesus Christ, the author of eternal salvation. Uh, we're looking at the uh, section today, which is Jesus Christ is the express image of Heavenly Father, found across Hebrews 1-5. to Now, there's really a lot uh, in this section about the Saviour. Um, and it was quite clear that, as it mentioned in the um, materials, that this letter was written to the, uh, the Jewish Christians to really reinforce the message that Jesus Christ is the Saviour and that he is the way now, that the laws that they were following previously, that the law of Moses, were not needed anymore. And so this uh, section, I guess, is focused on in, in reinforcing to them his divine role as Saviour and Redeemer. Um, so straight away at the beginning, we have a really important part in Hebrews chapter one, verses two to three. So I'm going to focus quite a bit on this, actually. Um, it says there, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, the first thing I have to say about this is I still can't understand how many Christians today believe in the concept of the Trinity, about how they are all one being, because it's really clear here that God spoke to us through the Saviour, the Saviour did what he did, and then returned back on the right hand of the Father on high, and the Saviour was in the express image of him. I do, however, start to understand when you look at the phrase express image, because it does suggest an exact copy, uh, that the sun is, you know, from the same source, if you like. Um, I actually looked at the kind of the original Greek translation, the other possible, uh, you know, uh, descriptions or definitions, and there was talk about exact copy and from the same graver or same engraving. And I remember I was listening to the um, Interpreter Foundation po podcast for this week's study, and they were talking about how it's like on, on a coin, like you get that image and then you, it's like stamping it on a coin. It's the exact same. And so it isn't just a case of, oh, you know, they're the same in attributes, uh, you know, they're very similar in the way that they work. It is like when you see the Saviour, you see the Father. And actually, until understanding this phrase, the express image, a lot better, by looking at those translations, it, it hadn't really quite hit me so much. Yes, I knew that the Saviour did all that the Father taught him. Yes, I knew that the Saviour, you know, did what the Father asked and only does what the Father asks. But the fact that to watch or to, you know, learn of the Saviour's life and ministry, it's like learning about our Father. It really pins home how we can come to know our Heavenly Father. You know, we, we know that he's obviously he was obviously seen by the Prophet Joseph Smith and a few others across the dispensations. But actually, when we see the Saviour, or when we know of the Saviour and learn of his life, it's like we're learning of the Father. That really hit home. And it really brought, it brought tears to my eyes to know that actually I do know my Father better than I thought. And that I can develop that relationship through prayer, obviously. But actually, I can know him and his qualities, not just because I've read them from others but because i i've experienced it in learning of the savior's life uh it was a beautiful moment really and so uh i'm grateful if anything for that uh, because it really helped me understand that further 
um, to, uh, to kind of reinforce this, uh, I want to share a quote by uh, Dallin, Dallin H. Oaks, who is obviously now present Dallin H. Oaks. In the April 2017 General Conference, he said this, quote, What we know of the nature of God the Father is mostly what we can learn from the ministry and teachings of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. As Elder Jeffrey R. Holland has taught, one of the paramount purposes of Jesus' ministry was to reveal to mortals what God our Eternal Father is like, to reveal and make personal to us the true nature of his Father, our Father in heaven. The Bible contains an apostolic witness that Jesus was the ex express image of his father's person which merely elaborates jesus's own teaching that he that have seen me have seen the father close quote i'd always kind of just imagined that phrase he that have seen me have seen the father as again just you know if you've seen me you know my attributes then you know what my father is like but actually it's it's far beyond that it really is he is an exact copy like we can know our father through the saviour's life and that is you know a wonderful uh, message that i've taken away from this um, there are wonderful other things that are said about the saviour in the following chapters uh, through one to five i'm just going to pick out a couple that stood out to me in uh, hebrews chapter 2 verse 18 it says in that he himself have suffered being tempted he is able to succor them that are tempted and um, this demonstrates again to us you know <laughs> I think sometimes I've always kind of seen the saviour as the one that mediates between us and a father who demands justice uh, because, you know, we, we have this story of the mediator and we have, you know, these experiences where we learn about how, the, you know, the saviour will stand for intercession for us between us and the father. And that almost puts the father at a, at a stance where, you know, he demands that justice. And whilst he does love us infinitely, um, you know, he still requires that. And it's only because of the saviour he is able to do that. And whilst that's true, he wants that mercy and that love as well, because as we know, the saviour suffered all those things so that, and was tempted so that he could know how to help us. Our father would do the exact same for us because the saviour is the exact, exact image or express image or an exact copy of the father, um, which again, just fills me with so much hope and joy. Um, Another quote by uh, Dallin H. Oaks uh, helps kind of clarify this a bit further for me, this time in October 2015, um, when he said, quote, Our Saviour experienced and suffered the fullness of all mortal challenges according to the flesh, so he could know according to the flesh how to succour, which means to give relief or aid to his people according to their infirmities. He therefore knows our struggles, our heartaches, our temptations and our suffering, for he willingly experienced them all as an essential part of his atonement. And because of this, his atonement empowers him to succor us, to give us the strength to bear it all. Close quote. Uh, again, just a wonderful knowledge that the Saviour is there for us and can cleanse us from, from those things that we make mistakes on. Um, going back to uh, the reason why this was, was written, you know, I think the Hebrews were struggling to know or to uh, accept that the Saviour had this elevated role um, as the son of God. And uh, this is why names were given to him, such as apostle and high priest uh, and other you know, important names throughout these chapters, just to really reinforce his important status in our salvation. Um, as, as we know, the people uh, at the time, the, of the, the, the Hebrews, will have been follow following or had followed the Mosaic law, but were struggling to let this go. And um, the, the author, whoever the author is, whether it's Paul or in, Paul in conjunction with someone else, 
uh, he wrote something about Moses and then the Saviour, which kind of helped them to understand further the relationship that, that Christ has with us as an important part of our salvation. He says in verses 2 to 3 of Hebrews chapter 3, who, is fa- who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful to all in his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who have builded the house have more honour than the house. And then in verses 4 to 5, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was a faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were spoke to be spoken after. I think this is trying to help the... Um, the people being written to, the Hebrews, understand that Moses was important. He was a servant in that house. He, you know, he explained uh, many things and taught many things and testified of many things. But the person that built the house that Moses served in, the person that created it all and made it possible was the Saviour, Jesus Christ, uh, that they were now to recognise as their Saviour and Redeemer. Uh, In April 1988, in a talk called God's Love for His Children, Uh, M. Russell Ballard uh, of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said this, Those who feel no reverence for the creations and the divine attributes of God likely will have little appreciation for other sacred things. Such a lack of veneration for God's creations may diminish until a person becomes totally insensitive to the feelings of others. This, I am afraid, is the condition in some parts of the world. When we consider people who are irreverent, We may think of those who lack manners, sensitivity and courtesy and who show little or no respect for the finer things or for sacred things. Perhaps some lack reverence for life and for their fellow men because they do not understand who they are and what they have the potential to become, close quote. Uh, And I think that here, you know, this is what happened is that over time, well, the, the, the people who were given the law of Moses were given it because they couldn't live the higher law. They couldn't accept the important standards and high standards of the saviour which he has now brought into the world and so they kind of had that lack of reverence for some things perhaps that would have helped them to do this Uh, and so that is why now the blessing of the saviour was was available to them so that clearly the time was then to bring it to the earth there is so much more in this in this section here Um, but those are kind of the things that stood out most to me as i did study all of it Um, just to know that because of our Saviour, not only can we be saved, not only can we learn from him and try and live a life better, but we also come to know our Heavenly Father much more personally, which is a great blessing for us. Um, I hope you've learned something from this today. If there's anything that you wish to uh, share that you've been studying, please share it at smartpestroberts90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.